Break Fix Podcast is all about capturing the living history of people from all over the autosphere, from wrench turners and racers to artists, authors, designers, and everything in between. Our goal is to inspire a new generation of petrol heads that wonder, how did they get that job or become that person? The road to success is paved by all of us because everyone has a story. Our guests tonight are the epitome of yin and yang, one being sassy and independent while the other gentle and loving. (laughs) From an early age, they were encouraged to try anything and everything. And there was only one thing these sisters had in common, and that was their love for adventure. Fascinated with off-roading from an early age, receiving their first dirt bikes around the age of 10, they quickly realized like any sport, it requires proper gear and safety equipment. But the problem is there were hardly any options for young ladies. During the pandemic, sisters Paige and Kelly McReynolds jokingly talked about what their dream company would look like, women's motocross apparel that they actually wanted to wear, instead of whatever they could scrounge up in the men's section. They sat down at the whiteboard and within an hour had a name, slogan, and their first design sketches. They knew they had something special and they wanted to share their story, their designs, and their passion for adventure with other women and girls around the world. So join me on this adventure with my co host Mountain Man Dan and our guests Paige and Kelly McReynolds to share their story and tell us all about McRae Motocross. So welcome to Break Fix, Kelly and Paige. Woo! Thanks for having us. Wow, what a wonderful intro. Thanks. Special. (laughs) (laughs) So why don't we dive deeper into this McRae Motocross story? When you check out the website, it sounds like there's some awesome and epic stories, crashes, outfit changes, all sorts of stuff. How did it all start? (laughs) It actually started with a crash. I crashed and ripped my gear, my jersey specifically. So I just wanted to replace my jersey and realized that because it was a couple years old, they no longer sold it online. Like I couldn't find it anywhere. And so I'm like, okay, well now I'm not only just buying a new jersey, I have to buy a new pair of pants. At least for me, I want my stuff to match. And I feel like that's across, that's like a cross. I feel like most riders, like you match your gear. And so it just started this conversation between us where I was super frustrated that I had to buy a whole new kit just because I had a huge rip in my sleeve. We started talking about what our dream jersey would look like. If I could create any jersey, what would it be? Animal print for me, it's very uh, natural yes. choice. And so we started sketching that up. And literally, like you said, within I think an hour, we had a name, a slogan, and our first jersey sketch and we we're like dude this is i feel like we should we just do, th- do, do this, this. <laughs> it was kind of like we we're like i think we're kind of and all of a sudden we had like a logo and shirts i was like oh we're doing it because <laughs> we lived together at the time and we're up in northern california and our entire living room was just sketches like there was color pencil paper colored pencils everywhere. everywhere yeah do you guys have a background in fashion nope <laughs> Not like an actual degree or certification. And if you look at like our pictures from like fifth grade, you would definitely notice we have no style. But we were always involved in like creative projects growing up. We both took art classes. We would make bags and shirts out of like old clothing. Mm -hmm. And that's right. I totally forgot that. Yeah. And like, as you get older, you know, in in high school, we would keep up with trends. So we like, we like style and whatnot, but we do not have a degree or anything in fashion background yeah 
So we started riding, learned how to ride when we were younger. And then I think for both of us, at different times, we took time off. Mostly when we were, I think, a little bit older in high school and then went to college. We both went to Sonoma State, so we weren't home. That wasn't something that we did by ourselves. And it wasn't until we both moved back to the area that we really started getting back into it. Made friends that ride that were our own age. We got our, you know, had our own bikes that we could take with us. And all of a sudden we realized we could do all of this by ourselves. Like, why do we have to be with our dad to do it? Why do we have to be with family or friends? We can ride all on our own. We can take our bikes out by ourselves. And to add to it too, we were like on and off with dirt bang just because our family does so many other sports. Like each season has its sport we do. So summers was for wakeboarding and then winters was for skiing and snowboarding. And we always had other stuff going on. And I feel like for racing, you really have to, I mean, it's a full on sport. Like I played soccer, she played softball. Like we know what it means to dedicate. And I just don't know if we'll ever have like the full time and energy to be like full on racers, but we definitely want to race in the future and that's also kind of why it took so long to get to this point but it's kind of perfect timing like our age and now just feeling so dedicated to the sport that we want to create a business around it so growing up sounds like a family affair but going out there riding and whatnot were there other girls that rode with you did you ride with other guys just you guys like out with out with the fam by yourselves so yeah it was normally me like and dad <laughs> our dad and his friends and then his friend's sons and that's how we became friends with a lot of our some of our best friends now was through that for the most part we were always the only two girls there were a couple rides where some family friends like a couple maybe older women would go riding with us up until like a year ago we haven't really had any friends our age that ride that are female yeah that just became very normal for us like we didn't even really think about I mean it sucked it was a bummer like man forced us to get really close you know (laughs) yeah but you know it's like we just were always riding with the dudes and that's just how it was and there wasn't really any other option for or we didn't see any other option at the time yeah and we're very family oriented so I mean of course we had like friends growing up but our family does a lot too much yeah together like we had ditch out on plans with friends because our dad's like we're going to mammoth next week and we'd be like all right bye so I feel like it felt really normal now it's like we're like oh my god there's all these other people that ride that our age because we were used to riding with just our family it's rare to meet as many people that do as many hobbies as we do and we're beyond spoiled with how much that our parents have encouraged us to do and gotten us involved in so I think we are just like this is you know it's our parents and us that do all this stuff together but it's awesome to now expand that and through our company we have found so many other people that like to do what we do so you guys mentioned that you guys were up in the northern California area I've only ever ridden out in California one time that was down a little bit south of the Fresno area is the terrain up in northern California similar to that or is it more mountainous or more mountainy mm-hmm. like a lot more redwood mountain mountain rock a little more single track I would say a lot Mm -hmm. more single track that's probably why we stay away from it I don't do well on single track it's (laughs) it's too much pressure to keep your tire in a such a small we need space space. I need space to make a mistake because if I like if I veer off I need to be able to course correct and come back more so like you see that rock and you're like don't look at the rock you're gonna hit the rock and I'm like all I'm doing is looking at the rock (laughs) then you hit the rock and all of a sudden you're off trail and I'm like ah you definitely have to master the art of balance when you're doing uh, trails like that and we ran into you guys at the mint 400 which is the complete opposite of single track right i mean it's as wide as it can be the motorcycles have their own thing i mean i can't believe how long they were out there i mean absolutely all day do you guys see yourself maybe one day doing something like the mint 400 something big hey i don't know if my (laughs) 
not what I thought you're gonna say. I, I, I forget my knees could handle yeah. that much. We have some genetics in our family that has given bad knees to Paige, but I really think why not? Why not? Like you said, we really want to try writing. I think getting involved in this it makes us just want to try new things. We don't want to say no to anything if we haven't tried it, and we are pretty decent writers. I feel like not amazing, but like we're definitely. Willing. I think we surprise people. We're, we're ambitious. We're obviously writers. a little we're eccentric and we're a lot and I feel like people don't expect us to be on 250s which is we get that a lot especially at events like the mid 400 and whatnot and then people go riding with us and they're like I'm not gonna lie you're a lot better than I thought you were gonna be nice. <laughs> so why don't we crank up the Wayback machine a little bit and talk about Paige and Kelly the young ladies right before McRae motocross and talk about your experience in dirt bike racing and what seems like hair scramble and some other things you got into it honestly, right? Sounds like from your parents and from your dad. So what was that like getting on a bike at 10 years old and then going into racing? We've never raced actually. We were going to start racing this year and then we didn't register for the Biltwell 100 in time. Stay tuned. We are going to race eventually. But for <laughs> us, I think I was in middle school and you're in elementary school yeah. and we came home from school one day. The garage was open. There was a 150 and a 110 sitting in the garage and we pull up and dad's just like, girls. <laughs> You can tell that we impersonate our dad a lot. And he's like, girls, you're going to learn how to ride a dirt bike. And we're like, I don't even know what this is, but sure. And then a couple hours later, this semi truck pulls up in front of our house. And we're like, what? And this crate gets dropped off. It's a go-kart with a roll cage. And dad's like, we're going to build it. And by we, he meant him. him. But we became like a full off-road family in a matter of like three days. And I was like, oh, I didn't. Do we know what this is? <laughs> yeah. like, we don't know what this is. Yeah. Two quick questions. One, the brand of the bikes that were in the garage when you came home that day. And do you still show loyalty to that brand or do you not show any brand loyalty for the type of bike you ride? We have, show yeah. brand loyalty. <laughs> so the 150 was a Honda and we are both Honda gals through, through and through. We've only had Hondas since. The 110 was a Suzuki. Mm-hmm. Tell us maybe like one of your most epic stories or one of those adventures that you look back on and go, that was absolutely amazing. Well, hmm. Because when you said epic, like the first thing that came to mind is when I crashed into two trees. Yeah, that's what I thought about. Oh, me. did you? Oh, okay. <laughs> but that's not epic. Like, ooh, that was slick. I went riding with my friends in Gorman, uh, which is, I mean, it's Southern California. I'm trying to think of like how to describe where it is. There's some open trail, but it, it, there is a lot more technical. single track or like not all technical or single track, but definitely like smaller trails on the side of a mountain. Yeah, I don't know what it was. I think I was just, I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know. A little nervous. <laughs> I think there was a 90 degree hairpin turn that I didn't know was there and I'd hit it. And then, you know, they say like, when in doubt, throttle out. Well, I throttled out and I throttled out off the side of the trail and landed in a tree, like went down the hill, landed in a tree. And I like was stuck in the tree to the point where like my feet were on the pegs and I was still sitting upright. Like my bike was sitting upright by itself in the tree. One of my best friends comes over and he's like, damn it, McReynolds. And I was like, when in doubt, throttle out. And he's like, now we got to go get everyone to pull your bike up. We have toe straps on our bikes for these reasons because we yeah. do this a lot. So our dad just put those on there. <laughs> Pulled my bike up, got it out, kept riding. And then probably like 30 minutes later on a different turn on the same trail, I did it again. Nice. And this time, like all my plastics bent back. My front plate fell off. We had to disconnect like all the wires and everything. My leg had a bruise like literally the size from my hip to my knee on it because it was in between the tree and dad's like this is why i don't let you guys go by yourselves yeah (laughs) (laughs) 
never off-road alone they say uh, yeah so it was like pretty epic when we rode in the when i was gonna say when we rode in the snow that was like a really cool day yeah Yeah, that was in cal city and we were riding up in the snow and it was just like a really cool we don't get to do a ride in the snow a lot so it's just different beautiful and and really cool and our family was with us so until we fell and there was just snow like stuffed in my helmet and my chest protector someone came like whipping around the corner and so we all like hit our base but it's snowy so we all like slid just mm. and then everyone got up and it was just like snow stuck in your <laughs> in your face you're like eh. well, that was a fun day that was a fun day yeah. yeah oftentimes in the four-wheeled world we talk about you know these legendary tracks and court places like laguna seca and le mans and you know road atlanta whatever the people they have on their bucket list that they want to go drive their vehicles at so i wonder for you guys is there a trail that you've heard of or a place that you want to go maybe like off-roading in alaska or something like that is there some sort of epic journey that you guys have on your bucket list that you want to do on your bikes i have a couple locally for a trail one of them is called bean canyon and the only reason i want to do it is because all of our friends do it and talk about how hard it is and they're like you're not ready to go and i'm like try me try me i'm like come on take me out there i want to try and do it i know it's hard like i know i'm not gonna do it well but (laughs) but the fact that everyone tells me how hard it is and they're like oh maybe you're not ready makes me want to do it even more yeah i feel like bean canyon for us because for that reason also we got to do the sierra safari because our dad does it and it's this ride up in mammoth lake and it's three days right yeah and it's like it's pretty extensive my dad's like you can't before he's like you guys can't do it like it's two it's three days 120 miles a day it's It's, it's a lot it's too much it's rocky We always mess with them. We're like, one year, we're going to show up without telling you. And we're going to be like, surprise. So I feel like we have to do that. We've just been talking about it for so long. I feel like those are actual, well, you know what? I don't want to say that. I think everything's tangible. But those, I I think I can see in the much closer future. (laughs) But I think one thing that would be really awesome is riding, just riding on a supercross track. Like, I don't want to ride with, I don't need anyone else on the track with me. Like, (laughs) I'm not, like, I'm not trying to race anyone. Liability reasons, no one else is it going to be allowed yeah, yeah, yeah. like <laughs> for their safety no one else could <laughs> I think it would be really awesome just to have the opportunity to like ride my bike around the track yeah just say you did any of the supercross tracks I don't care which one and I think at Loretta Lynn's as well I think that would be really cool just to say I rode my bike around the track at Loretta Lynn's yeah we generally don't get too many two-wheel enthusiasts on the show and we're aiming to correct that by getting more individuals such as yourselves on. So a lot of times we often ask questions like, what's your thought on the sexiest car of all time, ugliest car of all time? But in your guys' case, for motorcycles, what is your favorite bike, sexiest bike, worst bike you've ever ridden, things like that? I mean, have you seen our bikes? I was going to say, I feel <laughs> like if we say anything other than our own bikes, then we're out of, we got to go. We're done. We got to go. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I, I love like- our bikes. I really do. Yeah. Um, you can speak I know, about go the ground. I know you talk about the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, I was just gonna like, I think our bikes are cool just because we have McRae graphics on them and they match other than our numbers, but like we have our butterfly on it and the McRae logo and use our colors. But then we also have our individual seats. So my seat is leopard print and Kelly's is sparkly gold. We call it the Dolly Parton seat. So I, yeah, I mean, you know, I look at our bikes and I'm like, she looks good. That's my baby. So there's, there's no like three bay bucket 
list, like you want a Ducati and a Triumph and, you know, whatever in your garage of, you know, in your collection of motorcycles, nothing like that. We did recently go to a street motorcycle event mm-hmm. and we kind of were thinking like maybe a pair of Harleys would be really cool yeah. to hey add now. the collection. I was looking at this like 1973 street Honda. I was like, that's a pretty sweet, but it's on Craigslist. So I got her saved. So, you know. <laughs> I feel like we got to come back to that one. We'll check back in with you. I mean, because dirt bikes, we got to stick with Honda through and through. The rest of our lives, Honda. But street bikes, we'll come back because our family is like not big on, our mom works in insurance. So for her street bike, she's like, nope, liability. But maybe now that we're older, you know, and we just met that community of women that ride street bikes and it was just very cool. And we rode our dirt bikes just like on the street in the neighborhood. I'm like, man, I could just like, I see can, myself. I can do this. <laughs> yeah. So it's something we might be um, entertaining. I thought we're entertaining soon. So we should probably go back to talking about what this episode is about, which is McRae motocross. I gotta say, I love the whole slogan. It's what got my attention, which is the design to get dirty. I just love that. And the, the quote on the website really kind of sets the stage. Shopping for women's Motex gear can be frustrating and disappointing. The prints are undesirable. The fit is terrible. We hear you. We are you. You know, they say necessity breeds invention. In this case, necessity begets a business. So let's talk more about the products you offer, how they're designed, how they're different, you know, and those kinds of things. What are, what are you putting out there? You know, really focusing on, we have street apparel. That's what's currently available on our website. I think our street apparel is awesome, but that's definitely like, that was not the focus of this business. Our main focus is women's motocross kits. So the jerseys and pants that you wear when you ride for us, like the jersey specifically. So We made a lot of technical enhancements to the jerseys that we feel like make them better suited for a female rider. So designs alone are just like nothing we've ever seen before in the Mm -hmm. motocross or off-road industry. You know, tailoring the sides so that it fits a woman's natural curves a little bit more, shortening the hem so that they don't go down to our knees and like Mm -hmm. bunch up when we try to tuck them into our pants. And then we came up with a snap design. So on the front of the jersey, there's four snaps on each side of the front and you open them up so you can pull them over your gear without it getting stuck on anything on any of your protectors and then you just snap them closed and then for the pants same idea like we made a lot of technical enhancements we basically just we took what we had and we're like okay what do we like about this and what do we not like about this and we asked a lot of our friends a lot of the women writers we've met over the past couple years and we're like what is your ideal pair of pants and so higher waisted more stretch panels like women's pants I think sometimes our friends and other companies think like it's for women it needs to be skin tight and it's like I don't want to wear skin tight clothing while I'm riding. That's not comfortable. And so that's what we're focused on. That's what sets us apart. I mean, again, I think our apparel's cool, but at the end of the day, like it's, it's a pair, it's a pair. You have a huge challenge in front of you because let's face it, men's sizes and cuts are pretty standard, large, extra large, 2XL. And then you got 36, 38, whatever size you are in your inseam. And it's pretty basic, right? But women come in, I hate to say all shapes and sizes. So you guys have to have like just a mountain of challenges ahead of you to say what works, what doesn't, and to your point, stretch panels, isn't that to make a size sort of work for people. So how have you overcome that? Yeah, I, you know, on one hand, we we want to be as inclusive as possible for everyone in the community. And I think another big thing for us is there might be women who aren't in the community yet, but they don't feel like that there's a place for them. And so we want to create, we want to open that door for other women to, to see the industry and to see us and our company and be like, 
okay, I can do this too. Like I can go buy a bike. I can learn how to work on it. I can do all this stuff by myself. And so all that being said, we want to be extremely inclusive, but there is only so much we can do within our budget and our first run. And so for the first run of pants specifically, because I think we will run into more hurdles with the pants than the jerseys. We did what we felt was standard sizing. So small through extra large based on our sizes. And we feel like we're pretty like standard in terms of we're not one extreme or the other. And so we kind of use that as a starting point. And, you know, we just ask for patience from everyone else that it will take some time and a little bit of extra cash flow to to get those (laughs) additional sizes. And we have a lot of ideas about, okay, these are going to be our super durable waterproof pants. And then we're going to have a pair of extremely comfortable, soft canvas pants that are tailored maybe more to the ladies who like to sit around the campfire as much as they like to like put around on their bikes. And so we have ideas where you're going to create products that fit everyone and everyone's not only just fit physically, but style and needs. Mm -hmm. We just need a little bit of time to build that inventory. We just have to take it one day at a time honestly like we do have a lot of ideas and not just for this sport but for other sports to include women and so starting with one pair of gray pants and then we want to hear critiques we want to hear what other women have to say like hey this didn't fit my body and this is why great we want to hear it so then when we bring out new pants we want to one day be able to provide it so it can fit as many body types as possible and like Paige said too with the streetwear and also what other things we'll be bringing out we're hoping to include women who are like diehard riders and want to get out there and get into racing but also other like women that do want to just chill at the campfire and maybe like ride in a razor or something like we want everyone to feel welcome in this community and you're 100% right because the challenges exist also in the four-wheeled community where if you look at women's driving suits and Nomex suits and things like that it's all just super boxy and I hate to say unflattering you're starting to see some color palette changes but in terms of cut and finish it's just the same old kind of banana suit that we all zip on <laughs> yeah. like one onesies or whatever, it's terrible. I mean, the guys' ones aren't any better, right? They're not form-fitting or really tailored in any way either. They're just boxes, basically. I think guys care less. A thousand percent. Guys just care they don't care. We just, we want cool patches all over our stuff. Like it's, you know, like we're stroke, stroke race, like Burt Reynolds, you know what I mean? That is the my existence. And we've gotten this question because, you know, I think for so long, there's only been a handful of companies in the off-road industry that people can name off the top of their head. And they all look the same. No offense to any of them, but they do. They all look the same. And so when we started coming out with our stuff, we've shown a couple snippets of our jerseys and our pants and some of our friends have seen it. And people are very quick to tell us like, you don't have your name on it. You don't have your logo on it. What about your sponsors? Well, what, when you race, what are you going to do? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, hold on. Excuse That is literally what we're trying not to do. Like, I don't care. I don't, my ego doesn't need 15 logos up my arms to make me feel better about myself riding. Like we put a very simple butterfly logo on our chest. And that is the only logo that will be on our jerseys. To your point, like, I feel like guys like get really stoked on that. Like all the logo, all the brands that they're wearing and they're like, look who I'm wearing. Look at this. And like for women, I'm like, I just want to like cute. I don't care. The sport is really intimidating again into like this huge piece of machinery. You're sitting on it and now you're trying to go over rocks and sand and technical terrain. I mean, it's already intimidating enough. Slap on a bunch of like big company logos and stuff. It can look scary. So I think we are trying to bridge that gap where it's like, if that maybe is a little overwhelming, then we're the brand for you where it's really just like, we've got good looking stuff that's durable and and it's not so Mm. overwhelming in pattern. It's like very just, we call it our free baby 
free moto baby because oh. we love free people styles which is a clothing brand and it's a lot of like organic like florals and neon and stuff but it's very different than what's in the moto world and so we're introducing that so it helps women be like that's really cute. I actually would just like to wear that. It kind of looks like a long sleeve I have. That's kind of the point. It's like this comfortability, this familiarity with something that's already in their closet, but just in a different way that can attract them to the sport. Makes it a yeah. little less scary. So let's also talk just for a moment about safety, right? Because that's always a concern in every motorsport. People that we talk to all the time, and we've had some other safety gear providers on, you know, obviously in the four-wheeled community. So one of the things that comes up, the durability of the clothing, like you said, waterproofing is something that's important to you guys in the motocross world, but also fireproofing. So how much of this gear is Nomex rated? How do you get it certified? Things like that. And I also wonder, are you also faced with the challenge of making your apparel work with the safety gear that exists, like the padding and like you talked about the chest plates and things like that. So how does all that work together with the McRae line of apparel? So I would just like to say that we are not certified. We are not selling any form of protective gear. We do not claim that our jerseys or pants will protect you from any sort of harm bodily play anything like we are not liable dark gear does not do that we're just guaranteeing you look good it says it on the tag but i've had plenty of name brand apparel and i will say that it does not hold up the heat and fire and stuff because i have plenty of them get melted and stuff so i'll just throw that out there for you so it's okay i appreciate that thank you yeah you know, we've done our research and especially I think for the pants to try to find the best materials possible that we think will work. And so we're not using a leather, but sometimes there's a leather patch or a dilemma or something on the side of your leg. That's the leg. That's especially the one that sits next to all your pipes and your motor and whatnot. We took all the fabric samples and hung them on, you know, the hangers that have the little clips on them. And I turned my bike on and I ran my bike for like 20 minutes and I hung the hanger next to that with all the fabric samples and just let them sit a centimeter from the hot pipe for about 15-20 minutes and we'd like pulled everything up and some of them had started melting so we were like that one's out some of them held up really well and we're like okay that one that's a good option so we have done our research in terms of trying to use the best material because obviously we want to use stuff that holds up we don't want it to rip in the first wear we don't want it to start melting you know just because your leg is sitting next to the pipe. And so all that being said, we're doing our best. I know I'm sure as we grow and as we are in the industry more and talk to more people and start to see different types of materials, like I'm sure our pants will evolve and change. I hope they do. It'd be cool if like our OG pair of pants just like crushes it and we're like, great, that's awesome. But we will always continue to evolve. We wouldn't be doing our jobs right if we weren't. But we do come across some, and I don't necessarily know if they're like problems, but we do have to keep in mind like what already exists. So do these pants, like the bottom of our pants, are they stretchy enough to accommodate existing knee pads, but without being too tight? Like if someone wanted to wear padded shorts under their pants, like do our pants allow for that kind of movement in that room? And same with our jerseys for anyone who wears like the different sizes of protective gear. Like those are all things that we have to take into account. And we went through several samples, like having to change materials and make adjustments for this reason. So we've been through materials and we've now come to this last one, especially with our pants that were like, this is durable. This is what people need. This is what we want to wear. We've had to go through it though. We've had to make some changes and especially after doing research, realizing some materials won't work and these ones are better. And then actually using materials from different sports on our pants, we're like, this is actually going to work way better, particularly from a woman's body too, with like certain stretch panels. We put in that work ourselves to make sure that it's going to fit over our protective gear and also hold up while riding and whatnot during certain weather. And I think what's cool, our manufacturing 
manufacturer has never made motocross pants either, motocross gear, which we were a little nervous about at first, but I think it actually works in our favor because we don't know what we don't know and they don't know what they don't know. So we don't have anyone telling us, well, this is how everyone else does it. This is how it's always been done. Like we don't have anyone telling us that what we're doing is wrong, which again, on one, like we, we welcome feedback. If something is visibly wrong with our product, like we would obviously want to know, but we have out of the box ideas and what we're doing is out of the box and to have a manufacturer say, oh, you want something durable and strong and breathable? Here are your fabric options. And it's not based on what anyone else in the industry is doing. It's just based purely on what we're looking for in our materials. On the need. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The sky's the limit here, right? You're starting with the outerwear and like you're talking about the pants and the jerseys and things like that. But I could obviously see this going into undergarments. I could see it going into gloves, maybe shoes, even maybe it, let's, let's dream big helmets, right? Goggles. Goggles with, oh, got, yeah. Got to be coordinated all the way through. That's really cool. But to your point, you have to crawl before you walk, before you run. A lot of times when we have companies on to highlight their business and such, we ask them what's in the name and to give us information regarding that. But for you guys, something that's really significant is your logo, the butterfly. So what is the importance and meaning behind the butterfly? To make a long story short. Well, I don't know. Do you want the long story? Or we, make a short story long. Let's go for it. Make We're a here. short story long. Yeah. yeah. When we first partnered with a graphic designer and a brand developer, to, when we had this idea, we specifically said, we don't want anything girly. We don't want butterfly, polka dots, flower. I don't know what else we said, like stars, like just nothing girly. Because at the time in our mind, we didn't want to be so obviously different that it would deter people from supporting our brand. Like we wanted our brand to kind of just fit in with the rest hindsight we were very wrong we don't want that at all but we're not the, doing that at all so but, you know if we felt like the women's options that do exist in the market currently it is a very specific look it's a very specific vibe and we just don't necessarily resonate with that and so we wanted to try to stay away from that well fast forward he came back to us with the logo that we're both wearing on our shirts and we we're like and it has little handlebars on the side and we're like we really like it but it's not our logo and he's like okay what do you want and so we sent a couple more sketches and we did it separately and he came back to us and he's like both of the sketches that you sent me have butterflies in them and we're like hmm interesting that you, but you didn't want that. you didn't want butterflies but now you want butterflies right? yeah we didn't yeah. know we wanted them apparently and I like we're a headache we know yeah we're a, <laughs> we're a lot but like I mean and so he came back to us with our logo the butterfly it's ombre the orange and yellow and we just immediately looked at each other we were like that's it and yeah. for a lot of reasons butterflies have a meaning in our family special meaning I have two of them tattooed on my side I don't know why I didn't think of that sooner but I'm like I, I have two butterflies yeah. tattooed on my side. Like that's how much they mean yeah. to us. Our and mom loves butterflies. So I feel like that has had an influence as well of like our interest in them, just being their beauty. And I don't know, there's something really pleasant when a butterfly's around. And now it's, so it kind of started that we're like, wow, it's really cool. It's got like this family thing behind it. But now it's cultivated into this new meaning for us that we have undergone so much transformation over our lives, you know, truly, you know, starting as a caterpillar. If you saw pictures of us from like middle elementary school, be like oh yeah caterpillar you guys yeah. really transformed <laughs> uh, rough years um there is this form of transformation that comes with the butterfly and especially starting this business together our relationship has transformed so much and we're kind of spreading our wings and finding our way and really embracing our own authenticity but then what we bring to the table together definitely and we 
couldn't do it because of that yin and yang style we have that's really what makes this business what it is like I don't think it would have the same success if it was only one of us it's just been interesting how that's now like it's turned into this thing where it's really about transformation and how we hope to that people see the butterfly and they're like you know what, I can make that change today and be the woman I want to be or be the girl I want to be. And I can like start that change now. We're hoping that this butterfly can be a representation of being bold, being courageous, getting on that dirt bike, going fishing with the boys, getting your girls to go out fishing with them. You know, like I, we really hope that when you look at our butterfly and everything that it embodies, that's what you feel. I'll say I can definitely have a strong appreciation for you guys trying to get women into the sports because for years, being a father of a little girl, when she was first born my aspiration was for her to become the first professional motocross rider but i don't think it's going to happen but you know she still likes to go out and ride <laughs> so i'm does, okay with it we'll sponsor her well yeah we'll do if she best. does we will sponsor her <laughs> yeah. absolutely i've seen like you were mentioning earlier with road bikes and stuff i've noticed in probably the past a much larger presence with women coming out riding because i ride street bikes as well i love seeing more women involved in it because if there's more women involved in it and like eric was mentioning earlier we're trying to spread the enthusiasm across all spectrum of motorsports and one of the key areas is the youth and women, in my opinion, to get them more involved. So what you guys are doing, I applaud it because I really see the need in that. And I think there's a quote on the website, if you don't mind me stealing yet another one, because no, it, le- it leads me into my next point that kind of summarizes this whole thought. And it reads, the butterfly symbolizes everything women are and who we hope to become bold, beautiful, elegant, unique, and transformational. That really resonated with me. And I think it's very true. And it, But it also speaks to your guys' creativity and the writing on the website. I think this is something that goes unappreciated about the McRae Motocross website, because there's a lot of these like golden nuggets in the blogs and on just simple things like the About Us page, you know, where you're giving people these titles like, you know, VP of Treat Distribution and all this fun <laughs> stuff. And it it's super engaging and it makes me want to read more and, and stay on the site and do all these kinds of things. So, you know, you guys are very multi-talented. You're very clever. And I think it speaks across the board in terms of the brand and what you guys are doing and thinking outside of the box. So I, I really got to applaud you guys for that. Thank you. Actually, Paige is responsible for the website 1000%. I mean, too, you're asking like, oh, do you guys have a background in fashion? Nope. And we're not racers. We don't have a background in these things, Paige. With anything that we're doing. Yeah. And I honestly think that gives us a leg up in a lot of ways. She was a communication major. So you can see from her website, Paige writes beautifully. Thank you. When she would write all my speeches for stuff, she really knows how to grab someone's attention in that sense. And so that's her background. She also has worked in like corporate America with different companies and whatnot. And then I was a psych background. I was in psychology and I was working as a counselor for several different populations. And so those things combined kind of give us a different edge that we're not just two girls on dirt bikes. Sure. You know, we know how to ride a dirt bike and we can ride a wakeboard. Like we can do all of these things and be a face that woman can look at and be like, okay, if they can do it. I can do it. But at the same time, I think part of our blog too, is that we're a lot more than that. We're a lot more more than two athletes we think deeply about life and about the world around us and supporting our community and uplifting other women and I think that comes from having that background in the majors that we had and the way we were raised her introverted self couldn't handle anymore (laughs) she was like and I'm done and close um well I think to add on to that there has been a lot of push for supporting women businesses and women empowerment over the past couple years and so what's really important for us is we don't want to just be another trend like I think we started the company 
at the perfect time. Like we really nailed it with timing in terms of what's happening in history, but we don't want to just talk about it. We don't want to just tell women to be authentic, live yourself, transform into your highest power, like stuff, like the cliche stuff that you hear all the time, because while we do want that, we realize that in order to actually inspire and empower women to do those things, we have to do those things. We have to be those things as well. Through that, you know, we've learned starting this company, like we just try to be as honest and open as possible, like pushing ourselves out of our comfort zone on our blogs and on our YouTube video and on social media. Like we just try to be as authentically ourselves as possible. So to hopefully inspire other women, oh, okay. Like I can be kind of weird and quirky and still be funny. And like, I can put on social media and no one's going to judge me. And if they do, who cares? Yeah. I just think that's a big thing for us is if we're going to not just talk about it, but be about it and hopefully embody the things that we blog about and do those things. And I think the bigger difference is when you look at your guys' website versus a lot of other ones that are out there, you can tell it's the same level of professionalism you'd expect from any website today, but there's a sense of realness there. And there's a sense of you guys coming through that you realize very quickly, this was not written by some guy in a cubicle who cranks out 50 of these a day and is just regurgitating the same stuff. It's like, this is legit. This is for real. And it speaks to both of you guys. And so again, I found it to be a lot of fun and I'm looking forward to whatever the next blog post is that comes out. I also want to turn this around because you hit on my next really important point, you know, talking about doing it rather than saying it, being that beacon, being that role model, being that hero for young ladies. And so I wonder if a young girl walked up to you today and said, why do you race? Why do you do this? What would you say? We've had a couple instances where young girls have come up to our booth and it's, it has made us cry. Um, (laughs) I mean, the guy like Terry talking about it now, it has made us cry because they're so excited about seeing something so cool and beautiful, like a butterfly, but then it's also for women, like just how excited little girls get. It just like, that's why we started this. And we talked about, you know, when our stuff is in stores, we picture a young girl walking in with her family and like in, in traditional American fashion, like mm-hmm. the family walks in, they're looking to buy stuff for their son. And the little girl sees the big butterfly logo. And she's like, there's stuff for me too. I can ride. I can do this sport. That's a huge part of why we do what we do. And mm-hmm. I think selfishly, we do it because it makes me feel confident and powerful. Like when I'm taking my bike out by myself or, you know, I'm throwing this 300 piece of machine around like I feel really good about myself and I'm like I know I can do anything I can conquer anything selflessly why we started this is to help others feel the same way is to help young women and young girls or of all ages to be totally honest like I think it's never too late to start something new or to make a change or do something different in your life and it's it's just to make them feel like they also have a place and that it's not too late only thing I had to add to that was everything you said, of course. And then I think something we reflect on is I'll be having not such a great day and I'll just be like, God, I don't feel beautiful. I don't feel like I'm enough. And why would this person be interested in me? I don't even know if these people like me. I'll be having these negative thoughts and I'll check in with myself for a second. I'm like, hold on a second. Like I can kick butt on a dirt bike. I can get it on a trailer by myself. I can tie that thing up and get out there and I can jump on a wakeboard and I can do all these things. Like there's something about like getting involved in these sports that we think is like so important to just find your thing that you like because there is something so empowering about it. And then I like check them because I'm like, I'm just kidding. I'm a badass lady. 
I feel like worthy again. And I, it's, there is something very cool about that. And we're hoping as we've done that with each other, we check it. Sometimes she'll be having a bad day and I'm like, listen, you're a badass lady. You're the whole package. We do it for each other all the time. Like this brand is our life. Like that's why, you know, you're saying on our website that it doesn't sound like someone else wrote it. It's because it's not. And this brand is really us sharing our lives and how we live and what we think with everyone else. Cause we think it's so important to share. To borrow a phrase, you guys are sending it to like the full extent, right? So I love it. I love it. Full said. To add to that, you mentioned you have a psychology background. The past two years with the whole COVID and all that has been very stressful for everybody. And I see it extremely stressful for females. Like you were mentioning, you think about the fact you out there on a bike and slinging around like it's nothing, hitting them jumps, hitting them curves. And it brings that emotions. For me, I've always thought that, you know, it's a great spirit lifter. And I think it's just really good in that aspect. Yeah. And you can't think about anything else when you're on dirt bike. You are focusing on what you're doing. So there is that little bit of a perspective check. Like you might be having a bad day. There might be a lot on your mind. You jump on a dirt bike, ride around, you come back, you're like, I don't even, like my problems are kind of flown away with the dust behind me. You know, there's just nothing else you have to think about but the trail. There's something very therapeutic about that. Well, Definitely do you, clears your mind. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a bad day when you're out in the dirt, de- like camping with your friends in the desert? Well, like no. you crash, um, oh. turn into a but I feel like even that, like even that, it's like you might have a bad crash or something happens, but it's kind of it's pretty impossible to have a bad day when you're out with a bunch of your friends, sitting by a campfire, everyone's having a good time, like laughing, telling stories, playing cornhole, like the the entire community around it, the entire vibe. And now we're in a place like most of our friends are in this community, and it's like that's all. Like I could it's do just that. normal. Yeah, it's normal. Yeah. 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 And even with the, even with the days that you have bad crashes or stuff, when you're back at the campfire and everybody's you know, safe, nobody was injured. That's when it turns into laughing time. Uh, Eric mentioned I've had my share of rising from our guys in events. So it increases the mood. It make, brings a lot. All of I'm going to say is we have video to prove it and I'm going to leave it we where it is. Hey, you know what? Ain't nothing a little Captain Morgan can't fix, right? You uh, come back to the campfire. You will. Thousand percent. And, and as we've said, probably a million times, if we said it once, the worst day at the track is still better than any day anywhere else. So it's all good. Yeah, right. That's so, true. so going back to their thought, I want to get your guys' opinion on something. A lot of people often confuse motorsports with being like super geeky and really nerdy. Like you need to be an engineer. You need to be in STEM or hard sciences to really get involved. And you guys are ingenious. You're resourceful You work on your own bikes. Is it really as hard as people make it out to be? Yes and no. Like we do the bare minimum on our bikes, but we have a vice president of bike operations, AKA our dad to do those things. Like if you <laughs> ask me to take my bike is, apart yeah. and dad's not an engineer, let me just say that right now. He can work on a bike, but he is not an engineer. <laughs> He's a, a redneck engineer. Yeah. The best kind. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and I would honestly love to get to learn more about working on my bike. As we're growing in this company, that's something that I realized I want to not necessarily like be better at, but just take more time and put more effort into learning more of the intricacies and the ins and outs of my bike. Cause I feel like prior to this company, it's just been like oil chain air filter. Okay. Get on ride. But I, I think really understanding the carb and the gas and how everything works together, that makes a huge difference in the relationship that I have with my bike. 
we're very lucky. We're very fortunate that we have a dad who does know how to do that stuff and does work mm -hmm. on it, but you don't have to know someone like that to own a bike. There are shops that will do all of that for you. Like you can just take your bike to them and be like, I don't know what happened. Yeah. And I like, I think it's important to know. I think it's important to know the basics and basic maintenance, but I also, that's part of the approachability and people get really scared of the sport because it does seem really daunting and expensive and you have to have all this knowledge. And I would argue that you don't like in, in anything that you do, there's always someone you can pay to do it for you. And so mm -hmm. I think it's kind of whatever you put in is what you're going to get out. And of course, like there is a level of engineering though, to working on your bike. I don't want to take it. I bet you don't have to be an engineer to work on your bike. But I think if you really want to get involved with the mechanics of a bike, then absolutely. And there are people, there's tons of YouTube videos. I mean, you can call yourself an engineer, but you'll definitely be doing engineer like things. But I think if that's something you don't want to get involved in, that shouldn't be a reason to not, not get involved. Yeah. yeah. Every place I've ever been at riding here in the U.S. and even overseas, if you break down on a trail or something, other riders will stop and they'll yep. be willing to help. Absolutely. So it's, it's not like your average commuter going down the highway, break down alongside the road and people just keep driving by for hours. People stop and help. And it's... Absolutely. Very that's a great thing because that whole community is much more willing to help others than the average citizen, I would say. Oh, yeah. yeah. The Absolutely. amount of times that like yeah. we've been on a, we'll be on a group ride or trail ride and I'll fall in the back or something and the rest of the group just keeps going because they don't know that you fell and I'm laying there. I'm like, oh, okay. And I like, I just, you know, it's like the bike's laying on top of me and gas is pouring everywhere. I'm like, I just need a second. Like I can't reach my kill switch. I just need a moment. But people will come up and be like, are you good? Can we help you? I'm like, keep going. I group will turn around eventually but you know people always stop most of the time people have tools yeah someone will help you it's interesting you mentioned that about the community because we've really felt that as well and there's been some people that have asked us oh you know being two women in this male dominated sport have you experienced sexism and honestly minimally maybe a moment or two but honestly we feel so much support from the men in this community they're like we want like our wives our girlfriends our daughters we want them out there we love what you're doing so it kind of goes with that like it's a very supportive community in that sense too that people want more people it's more fun to ride and camp when there's more so they don't want it to be intimidating they, they want you to win so i think that's really cool about the community as well i'm gonna let you on a little secret about that the secret is those of us that have females in our lives if we get them involved in it as well you get to go and more. yes that and they're more willing to let us spend more money on it. so <laughs> it's I, win -win there, you go. there you go that's we're trying to find men that'll let us do the same thing so. yeah i'm like <laughs> trying to find me a man who will let me spend money on a dirt bike i'm like i want different plastic change it up different tires I feel that. We hit on a lot of important topics and there's one thing that I want to address, you know, the changes that are needed in the motorsport world, whether it be in motocross, whether it be in vehicles and road racing and things like that. And obviously you guys are making a big change on the way we look at motorsport and motocross, but if there was something that you could change about motorsports, as you know it, to make it more inviting for women, what would that be? What do we need to do to make it so that we can get more women engaged? I think definitely seeing like more women faces in the sport. I mean, we love seeing the guys race and they're awesome and they work their butts off to get to that point. It is mainly male faces. And I think it would be great if we did start seeing a lot more female vendors promoting female riders and brands at events. I think that's definitely a start and hopefully we can contribute to that. If I saw more women riding when I was younger, I'd be like, oh, this is 
a sport. I feel like a lot of times you think this is like a sport for women. I mean, and because if you're only seeing men, you're kind of like, I don't know. I'm not seeing other chicks do this. I don't think that would be for me. But if you're seeing a lot more representation, I think it's definitely easier to be like, well, I mean, like this group of ladies are doing it. So why can't I do it? And I think there's definitely a lot more of that happening right now and also coming. So we're answering the question. Yeah. I mean, seriously, because in order, that's what we're trying to do in order to get more women involved. You want to see gear that was actually created for women, not Mm -hmm. just an afterthought. I will fight anyone on this. Existing women's gear looks like an afterthought. It looks like it was created by men for women. At the end of the meeting, they were all tired. They wanted to go home. And they're like, all right, cheek, slap slap some pink and stars on it and call it a day. And I'm, to me, that doesn't scream, this sport is for you. Like, it's just like, hey, if you decide to come with your husband, with your boyfriend, you can wear something. But it's like, ultimately, there's no room for you. And so I think doing exactly what we're doing, creating more gear, having more conversations, women tend to be a little bit more apprehensive than men. Like, I think men are more likely to just buy a bike because they've always wanted to, you know, like, I feel like I could see a guy is more likely to be like, I've never ridden, but I want to, I'm going to buy a bike on Craigslist and I'm going to give it a go. Whereas for a woman, like the chances of that happening are, "Ah, how am I going to take care of this? A little bit slimmer. And we've talked about one of our goals would be to create a summer camp for youth where girls can come and learn to ride and, and maybe they're not riding every day, but that's part of the experience and maybe do doing something like that for women of other ages as well, where it's the not scary experience. There's trainers, people to show you what to do. There's no judgment and you can learn at your own pace until you're comfortable to go out on your own. It baffles me the fact that we haven't seen more of a female presence in motorsports because unlike your normal physical sports like basketball and football and baseball, motorsports it doesn't come down to the physical abilities as much to where the machine does a lot of the work. And I've been telling my daughter since she was younger that, especially in something like motocross, women are very fortunate because your guys' center of balance is lower than a male's. So it actually makes you guys a better rider in many ways. And the fact that we haven't tried as a society to push more women to be on bikes out there, I'm just dumbfounded by the fact that we haven't done that. Well, and I think something that we've realized over, you know, going back to like, we haven't experienced a lot of sexism. We've actually had a lot of support from men, but I think we had to overcome our own barriers that we created, you know, a little bit of an imposter syndrome that because we haven't raced, people throw names at us all the time. And I'm like, I'm going to be honest, I don't know who you're talking about or because we can't take our bike apart and put it back together. Like, I think people are very quick to judge your existence in the industry based on those things. Who do you know? Can you take your bike apart? What have you won? What have you raced? And so we had to realize it doesn't make us any less. Like it doesn't make us bad riders because those things. So we're just going to be honest and we're going to say like, we don't know, but uh, we'll Google it later. That sounds cool. Like, and I, so I think that's the the first piece of it that it, it is intimidating. And I, I don't know if I would have gotten into it had it not been for our dad, like putting us on a bike and being like, go for it. Now I can't imagine my life without it. Like I love dirt biking motocross, like more than a lot of things in my life. And, (laughs) but I think the other thing too is, which has been kind of sad and hopefully we can change it is that while we haven't experienced a lot of outcasting from the men in the industry, I think the women in the industry there, it is a little bit more of a, there's a lot more competition. Yeah. And I, no disrespect, I think for the women that have made it in the industry and are successful, like they had to work very hard to get to where they are and they had to overcome a lot of obstacles. And I don't want to take that away from them. But I just feel like now we're in this place where it's like, 
Why can't we coexist? Why can't we be successful and you be successful? Why does it have to be one or the other? The men clearly have it figured out where there's 10 major companies that exist and they all sell gear fine and they do their thing. And so, but we realize in that in moto industry, it is a man's world. And so when a woman makes it, it feels like a huge accomplishment. And so when another woman comes in, it can feel very threatening to that success. We don't want to like throw shade at any other woman. We absolutely could see where it's coming from, but we're hoping that we can show them that we're here to support them just as much as we're doing our own thing. And if other women want to start making kits, we want more options. Like that's totally fine. We don't have to be the only wants to do it every company is going to be so different we obviously come from a very personal like family oriented type of style in this and we don't know a whole lot about what Paige is saying when it comes to like taking your bike apart and the people but because we're doing something we think it is actually bigger than that because we don't want to just stay in, in motocross even though we love that we do want to get into other sports we want to open up the extreme sports world for women and that is our main priority that's where my thought Good ended <laughs> and that actually leads into another question maybe a combination of questions here so pants and jerseys and things like that. Are there any new products that you want to talk about that are coming online, you know, while this episode is airing? Any shout outs, promotions, anything you'd like to share? Our jerseys, we are pretty confident that they will be launching by mid-April at the latest. We're ready to go. Our jerseys are in production. And the second that we get them in hand, we are launching them because this has been a very long time coming. And we've just, with the pandemic and everything else, we've experienced a lot of roadblocks. So we're, let me tell you, we threw ourselves into the fire and we're learning how to fire dance. And it's been really fun. Hey, shout out to my business partner, my sister for being really awesome. Um, (laughs) Shout out to our parents for allowing us to live a very unconventional life. Paige was born first and they're like, okay, a daughter. Like, we'll try again. My dad's like, we'll probably get a son the second time. Then I came out and they're like, $2. My dad's like, damn it. He's like, I'm treating them both like sons. I don't care. And like, I guess that ended up benefiting us in the end. There was really nothing our parents told us we couldn't do. Sports-wise, obviously. There were a lot of things. There were some other, there's some other things that we just can't do. But when it came to trying new things in sports, the world was our oyster. They encouraged it. And I, so shout out to Keith and Gail, our parents for and for letting us happen. Letting us use the house as a warehouse. Letting us live here. Headquarters, but no all jokes aside I mean thank you to both of you this has been such a wonderful conversation and we do have a promo for your audience so through the end of March March 31st through the last day of March use code mcfix so m-c-f-i-x for 15% off your order online my daughter's gonna love that because when Eric brought this podcast to me and mentioned it, I looked your guys' website up and was going through it. And of course, I brought my daughter in to the office. I'm like, hey, check this stuff out. What do you think of it? And she fell in love with a lot of your guys' apparel. And she was like, I want one of their hoodies. And we should have some more. We're working on hopefully some more youth stuff. Once we get our adult kits out, our next focus is going to be youth kits because that's a really the main focus for us. Selfishly, obviously, we want our own kits to come out first so we can wear them. But then second to that, we really want to make youth kits. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, if your daughters have any recommendation for styles, styles yeah. that they'd like to see, I mean, cause I'm not seven, unfortunately. So I just don't know what's cool I, anymore. I yeah. envision, you know, something with unicorn, like something cool. It might have like to be more of my style. Yeah. Kelly's probably going to design her. Yeah. Youth <laughs> <laughs> I, I like flowers and unicorns and things. And I think as for like future, if women came up to us and we're like, can you please make apparel gear for can four wheel, other stuff 
stuff that we don't know enough about. I think we just have to wait until we do have a big enough company where we have employees and we can hire people that specialize in that sport. Cause I feel like that's so important. If we were just to make apparel or gear for things that we don't do, I feel like we wouldn't be doing those women justice. Anything to help women get involved in extreme sports we want to do, but we would probably have to wait till we would have the bandwidth and the money to hire people on that are part of that sport and can give like an actual personal touch to those things. So that's really important to us and real insight on what women want for those sports. Well, folks, especially our lady listeners out there as you're tuning into this episode of Break Fix, I think it's time for y'all to update your closet with the hottest new items in motocross gear. If that's the case, then look no further than McRae Motocross Company. You can learn more about them at www.mcraymx.com. That's M-C-R-E-Y-M-X.com. And be sure to follow them on social at McRae underscore MX on Instagram, McRae Motocross Company on Facebook, at McRae underscore MX on TikTok, and they have a YouTube channel. Don't forget to keep up with all their very clever blogs and be sure to check out our follow-on article on gtmotorsports.org for more details about this episode. Paige and Kelly, I cannot thank you guys enough for coming on the show. This has been an absolute treat. You guys are a bundle of energy and inspiration, and I really wish you guys the <laughs> best of success as you launch your new line and everything we look forward to seeing what comes next awesome thank yes. you for having us thank we're stoked so to be here sorry we talked your ear off by we i mean you and by we i mean me <laughs> That's right, listeners. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to check out our Patreon for a follow-on pit stop mini-sode. So check that out on www.patreon.com forward slash GT Motorsports and get access to all sorts of behind-the-scenes content from this episode and more. If you like what you've heard and want to learn more about GTM, be sure to check us out on www.gtmotorsports.org. You can also find us on Instagram at Grand Touring Motorsports. Also, if you want to get involved or have suggestions for future shows, you can call or text us at 202-630-1770 or send us an email at crewchief at gtmotorsports.org. We'd love to hear from you. Hey, everybody. Crew Chief Eric here. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Break Fix, and we wanted to remind you that GTM remains a no annual fees organization. And our goal is to continue to bring you quality episodes like this one at no charge. As a loyal listener, please consider subscribing to our Patreon for bonus and behind-the-scenes content, extra goodies, and GTM swag. For as little as $2.50 a month, you can keep our developers, writers, editors, casters, and other volunteers fed on their strict diet of Fig Newtons, Gummy Bears, and Monster. Consider signing up for Patreon today at www.patreon.com forward slash GT Motorsports. And remember, without fans, supporters, and members like you, none of this would be possible.